Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent. I stands for using your intuition. Using your N stands for networking. And K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, everyone. Here we are again. Seems like every Wednesday, it comes so quickly, but it's always so exciting, and we always have the greatest content for you. Today is September 30th, 2020. We're going to be talking today with the author of the book Trail Map to Muscle. His name is Jerry Moore, and we're going to really be getting into how you can have a confident body. So let's bring him onto our show now. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, I'm glad to be here. How are you? Good. Really great today. You know, I'm kind of curious, how did you get on this path? Where did it all start? So it started um, back when I was, you know, young, uh, you know, 10 or 11 years old of, of wanting to, to, to be bigger, to be more muscular, to, to, uh, to grow, essentially. And I realized I was lagging behind other boys my age and never knew why. Uh, it wasn't until I was 15 or so uh, that I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. And uh, I mean, that was the answer right there of, of why uh-huh. my body wasn't changing as fast. <laughs> and uh, essentially, long story short, figuring out how to, um, how to beat this disease through exercise uh, over the last, you know, 15, 16 years uh, has led me to writing this book to accumulate all of that knowledge and what I did, what worked, what didn't, to give someone else, uh, you know, that leg up on not having to make the mistakes that I did in my long journey. Um, and I say in the beginning of the book, if I had had this book when I started, when I was diagnosed with CF, you know, who knows how much further ahead I would be. Well. It's really an incredible story, and but you know, let's let's get right into it. So, how did you get going? Yes, yeah, so it started with a just you know I, I wanted to change, I wanted to do whatever it took, and so I just went to every informational source I could, from fitness magazines to there wasn't YouTube back then, but just uh, articles online and everything I could possibly get my hands on of, of trying to acquire the knowledge of just how do you do it? How do you build muscle? How do you do it without wasting time? When you go to a gym, what do you, what do, you do? How much weight do you lift? How many reps do you do? It, it, it just seemed like the most, just nothing, nothing made sense of, of a path to follow, of, of just, okay, you get one thing right, what do you do next? And so it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of 
just go, going to the gym and trying things, uh, talking to people along the way, asking for their advice, uh, watching them, and just years and years of that um, led me to being a personal trainer over the past 10 years, which accelerated a lot of my knowledge of being in the gym essentially full-time and just picking up on the tips and tricks and learning what things I could have done better, you know, starting out. Um, actually, what, you know, which things I guessed, guessed that that actually ended up working. Um, so I've, I finally, you know, compiled all that into my book uh, of, um, you know, really from start to finish what I did what I learned, and um, what got me to, to where I am today. What was the most difficult part of your training? The, part, the hardest part is because of my cystic fibrosis, um, which is delays body growth, uh, especially me being, uh, having a late diagnosis, I essentially never digested fat or protein uh, I didn't have because I didn't have the enzymes that I take today. <laughs> so even when I started on those, I had to work five times harder to uh, make the same result as somebody else who didn't have my disease. And that was really frustrating. Um, you know, a lot of times you feel like you're making no progress. And I spent years feeling that way. And others were, I've been lifting weights for five years. They lift weights for five months and look much better than I do. So, okay. right. So that was, it, it, um, it essentially felt like I was just spinning my wheels and, um, but, but I, when I really started to fine tune it and really figured out what worked for me, what worked for someone else who has, if, if it's not cystic fibrosis, it's something that's holding them back, a genetic barrier, um, an injury, whatever it is, it's going to be harder for them, but just staying the course and following, you know, the right um, kind of having the knowledge of what to do is, is just it. I lay out, you know, the trail map. I say, here's, here's what to do. Here's what to follow. And, um, and, and essentially, you know, give someone the answers who was in my position starting out. Well, let's talk about, Working out at home, and of course, right now, most people are having to do that if they have the equipment or they can even get it, um, versus back, you know, like last year when you can actually go to a gym. And I'm speaking for California. Oh, sure, sure. So I know it's um, even across the country, people, if their gyms are open, they still don't feel comfortable. They still, you know, and, and I don't blame them um, because there's people who, who don't wipe down their equipment or they don't, um, you know, have safe practices. So I, I speak about that in the book of, you know, if you're starting out, <laughs> what equipment you need. So you can do an assessment of, okay, I've got that old elliptical that's got some clothes hanging on it. Does it still work? Yes. Okay, great. That's good for my cardio. All right, I have a few dumbbells here, but they're kind of mismatched. You know, I've had them for 20 years or whatever. <clears throat> Let me dust them off, see what I've got. And, um, you know, any kind of, if you have an old uh, type of machine that's, you know, you can do chest presses and pull downs and that sort of thing on, if it's rusty and, and, and not smooth, okay, I'm not going to use that, but I've got the dumbbells, I've got a few bands, I've got the elliptical. It's figuring out with what you have, 
that's safe, of course. You don't want to use dangerous equipment or bands that are, you know, tearing, that sort of thing. So it's kind of doing an assessment of what I have and what I need to get to be able to work out at home to match what I do at the gym as best as possible. Um, and you can still do, still get a great workout at home with minimal equipment, even if you don't have equipment, <clears throat> just doing stuff with body weight. Um, and, of, of course, there's thousands of videos on, on YouTube of, you know, at-home workouts. Um, so it's there. That free kind of guide is there of, of what to do for a workout, looking online um, to get some ideas. <clears throat> but even if you've, you know, if you have stairs in your home, that's a bonus. Um, just something where you can, can really push yourself at home, get a full-body workout, and you might not put on as much muscle mass as you would at the gym, but you're still moving, you're still doing strength training, getting your cardio, and improving your health, even if it's just in a different fashion. I guess uh, one of the questions that comes to mind is if you injure yourself, how do you adjust your, your workout? You, uh, you mean at, at home? Well, it could be at home, or you could have done it at the gym, et cetera. Sure. Yet there's always a workaround. There's always something you can do. So say, so, say if you are working out at home and you, do, uh, you have dumbbells that are way too heavy for you to work out with, and, and you pull something, let's well, say you've got a little pull in your, in your shoulder and your chest, and it would take a few days of icing it, that's fine. You can still get to the gym or, be, you know, if you're at home, of, of doing a lower body workout, you know, doing something. It's, it's always, there's always ways to work around it. And, um, and, and just even if you, if you can't do strength training, do some form of cardio and vice versa. Um, you know, you can just do some stretching and do some core and just, just working around. If, like I said, if you've got a pulled muscle or something just doesn't feel right, um, you know, in your low back or something like that, it's knowing what to do to, to still spend 30 minutes to an hour doing something productive fitness-wise. Um, and, of course, at a gym, you know, um, there's all sorts of machines that you could do. If, if you couldn't do lower body, there's plenty of things you could do with a machine for upper body that wouldn't uh, essentially impact your, your lower body injury. Yeah, that's really great advice. It really is. So how long did it take you to get to a point where you were satisfied with the outcome of your workout? That's a great question. Um, I think, for, I think it's, it's relative for everybody, but for sure. me, it's, it's, it's when you look in the mirror and say, all right, what I'm doing has got me to, to that look that I want, you know, if it's, if it's women and they say, you know what, I want to fill up my jeans. I want to, I want to look good. So I've got to build my butt. I got to build my legs. It's, uh-huh. it's getting to that point where you are just happy with, you know, what you're doing is working. It's getting you the results that you can see. And it's, you know, it's the proof positive. Um, and I, and I think even for me, I, I, I am happy with how I look. Of course, I, you always want more. You always want to, you can always be better. And that's the fun thing about fitness is that, and strength training, is that it's never completed. There's always something you can improve on. How many, how many weeks of not doing 
a specific exercise does the muscle atrophy? When does it start atrophying? I I would say it starts atrophying right away. Your your body is always trying to get into a state of getting rid of your muscle, being as efficient as possible. Um, so it's it's. I mean, I know for example, um, one of the um, guys that I that I do personal training with, he had to take a month off. It was out of his control, but he suddenly dropped from three days of strength training to zero for an entire month, and he completely just completely changed. It was like he hadn't been lifting weights for the past year. And it, it just oh shocked gosh. me to see how quickly it, you can lose it. So yeah. that's, it's, um, it can be a real challenge. It's, it's essentially a lifelong thing of, of continuing to build the muscle and, and doing things to, to keep it from uh, atrophying. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't take, if it takes you three years to build the look that you want, the muscle that you want, and you stop training for a couple months, it's not going to, of course, take you another three years to get it back. You'll get it back a lot quicker, um, and, and it will come back, but you're, you're not starting from scratch. Well, you know, I, I've heard that saying, muscle memory. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I really do because it's <laughs> – it's it's just if you're doing a certain lift and you've gotten really you say you're doing bench press and you're getting really heavy with it and you have to drop off for a couple of weeks when you come back those muscles are ready to be fired up again and they remember just kind of the position and, and where things just kind of where your body is in space you know while you're doing that lift and it, like I said it allows you to essentially fire them right back up they they they've got that that memory. Interesting. Huh. And so what what happens if you're training and then you, you feel like you've reached a plateau and you're just not going forward with um, your goals? What do you do then? Yes. So that's, that's a, I mean, I hear that question a lot. And that's one thing that I, it took me a long time to figure out. Um, and it just, you know, what do you do to move ahead? When you feel like you've done it all, you're pushing yourself as hard as you can and not seeing results. So you can start with nutrition and say, all right, you know, could I eat better? You know, what is, what does my eating look like now? Have I plateaued because I'm eating the same exact thing every day and it's not enough calories or vice versa. It's you're eating too many calories and, and not able to lose weight. Um, Have you changed up your reps? Do you do the same you know, eight reps for the same exercises for three sets every workout. <laughs> your your body would quickly adapt. Um, so you have to keep changing things up. Go heavier, go lighter for more reps. Um, change the time of day that you're working out in, so you've got more energy, more push. You know, if it's if you're if you're working out at eight o'clock in the evening, <laughs> just because of your schedule, that's the only time you can fit in a thirty minute workout. Well, your body's probably going to look the same if, if you're doing the same workout every night. You're kind of kind of tired. If you're suddenly able to do it first thing in the morning, you've got a lot of energy, you can hit heavier weight, you feel good, your body is going to start changing again. It's going to start progressing um, and not just, you know, it, 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 the body has an amazing ability to adapt 
um, so, I mean, I get the, the question of, um, you know, what if I, you know, I do 100 push-ups every day before I get in the shower. And that's great. That's difficult. But you're not going to, you'll plateau instantly because your, your body says, I know I'm able to do 100 push-ups, so that's it. I don't have to do 101, 102. I can do 100, <laughs> and then it's not even that of a struggle. So and oh, I've, I've had many people that I've trained that have done similar things. They say, yeah, I do 500 crunches a day, 500 push-ups, and I don't look any different. You know, and I say, uh, well, you're, you're working way too hard <laughs> to not see results because your body can do 500 crunches now because you've been doing it for five years every morning. So you oh have to keep changing your routine. Yeah, you have to keep um, challenging yourself. Every single workout, and I, I say it in the book, never, ever repeat the same workout. It's a waste of time. If you're not progressing, even one rep, change one, do one rep more than you did that last workout, that's what keeps you moving forward. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about nutrition because, you know, you've got to feed, feed the muscles, got to feed the body. What have you found to be uh, advantageous for you? For me, it was realizing that I need a lot of calories. I need a lot more calories, calories than the average person. So because of my body having to fight infection and just, it's just a thing with CF of, of, you know, having to eat a lot more than the average person. So with that, I, I up my calories. I, um, you know, made sure I was eating a nice solid breakfast, a solid snack, solid lunch, solid snack, solid dinner, and maybe something before bed. You know, maybe English muffin with peanut butter, just something to get those calories in so the muscles had something to go off of. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people, if you eat, um, you know, you, you're, you're eating a low calories and you're trying to build muscle, <laughs> there's nothing there for the muscle. Once your body kind of use a lot, utilizes those calories, there's nothing left over for the muscles to, to absorb. They say, hey, I need that little bit extra, and you're not giving it to me. So you have to up your calories if you're trying to build muscle. If, if you're like me, where you're a hard gainer, it's called, you're, you're very, you know, just lean naturally, um, you need a lot of extra calories to build real muscle mass. Um, and then if someone's trying to lose weight and they're still strength training, they've got to, of course, eat under uh, the calories that their body naturally burns throughout the day to create that deficit. So I'm in the opposite camp. I need to eat, you know, a lot more to go that opposite direction. So you were you were talking about, for instance, fat. And if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. you said that um, a diet should pretty much have 20 to 35 percent fat. So right. that would equate to around 40 to 70 grams per day. Correct, and that's and that's of quality fats of olive oils and you know avocado, um, things like that. Not of course, you know, fat from French fries and and a cheeseburger. Uh huh. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, mono is another great one. Monosaturated fats. 
yeah. monosaturated. All the cashews. And, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. yep, of course, no trans fats, no artificial fats. So it's just those good. And, of course, a lot of people are they think if I eat fat, I'll, I'll gain fat. Of course, that's not, that's not true. You know, your, your body needs that. So um, incorporating that. So, for instance, I get extra fat into my shakes. So I have what's called MCT oil, which is essentially coconut oil. Um, and I'll do a tablespoon of that in my shake um, to, to get um, that, that extra fat to supplement you know, that I need essentially a post-workout. Yeah, so, so for instance, um, on a pre-workout, you could have an apple and then a tablespoon of nut butter, or you could have, you know, 15 baby carrots with some hummus. Uh, you know, a, a hard-boiled egg is a good idea. Yes, and those are very critical. I, I've, I've trained so many people who did not have anything before the workout, and it doesn't matter. Even if it was a, on a 1 to 10 scale, if it was a 2 or a 3, they haven't eaten. If they were training at 1030, they woke up at 8 and oh. haven't eaten in that period, and they're nauseous oh. and dizzy and, oh and have to gosh. stop early. <laughs> and then I say, try something like half a hard-boiled egg, you know, see how it feels in your stomach, and a little bit uh-huh. of uh, peanut butter or just something small. And they say, oh, my gosh, just from that I feel I, I can power through the workout. I My head feels clear. I, I have energy. And they essentially They had low blood sugar, you know, sounds like. They had low know? blood sugar. Yeah. And they, they you know, it's – um. If, especially for people who want to lose weight, they think, well, I seem to eat really low calories. And if I work out on an empty stomach, I'll burn, I'll tap right into the fat, which may be true if you're doing cardio, but never for strength training because it's just, it requires such a demand on the body. Even if it's, like I said, even if it's light, but if you're running on fumes and you haven't eaten since eight o'clock or seven o'clock the night before, it, it's just you are not going to get a quality workout. You have to eat something uh, before the workout, and you have to eat something after. I'm glad that you're bringing that up because it's really important. It is. I mean, it really, it, it, for any listeners, um, you know, if you are working out um, or, or looking for a, a snack before the workout, something as simple as half a banana, and a little bit of peanut butter can go a long way. That's something easy. You can eat it on the way to the gym, and you'd just be surprised about how much better of a, of a workout session you have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, let's talk about liquids, because that's always mm-hmm. fundamental. Yeah, what that's a big one of – yeah, so especially for water. Um, I, I think most people do not drink enough water. Um, and I always, you know, I, I recommend to clients, you know, have a glass when you wake up that morning. Uh, and for anybody, you know, first thing in the morning, have a glass of water with breakfast, just something to kind of get things moving. And, um, you know, drink water throughout the day, drink water throughout the workout. Um, it's, it just, it's just a perfect thing to, you know, you've got 30 or 45 seconds to rest take a little sip. It's not down in a whole shaker bottle full of water, <clears throat> you know, in one sitting, just a little bit here and there, um, but especially before the workout, during the workout, after the workout, and throughout your day, 
And um, of course, you can check to make sure you're drinking enough if your your um, urine is clear. But it's um, you you should have a minimum of half your body weight in ounces per day every single day. And that doesn't mean doing pretty good on the week during the week and then not get much in during the weekend. You, know, you have to be consistent with it, and and um, you'll see a difference. It, it, it just, especially for weight loss, makes a huge difference. But just keeping your muscles and your skin hydrated goes, goes a long way. Yeah, no doubt. I, I like that in your book you have some menus for people because a lot mm-hmm. of times you just don't know what to do. You know, what should I eat? Right, and that's that's one thing I made sure you know that there was a it, everything is laid out. <coughs> excuse me of um, of uh, you know different options. Um, you know, three or four different options for breakfast, three or four different options for lunch and dinner, so you can change things up. And it's it's not oh, I eat chicken, brown rice, <coughs> and broccoli every night. That's what I have to do to to build muscle and lose weight. There's so many options. I mean, I have an option for salmon, brown rice, and broccoli. I have tofu, brown rice, and asparagus. Lean beef with a sweet potato, mixed veggies. <laughs> you can you know you can mix it up week to week or every night, um, just to keep it you know keep it from getting boring. I was in GNC yesterday to pick up. I think I wanted some zinc, and they have this entire area for people that work out. The products just went on and on and on and on and on. I, I just looked over there and I just thought, how would you even know what to get? Yeah, that's you know, we're a, talking supplements, um, you know? Oh yeah, that's a no. That's a, that's a great point. Yes, there's a there's a ton out there, and and I've talked to people at, at GNC Vitamin Shop, you know, any of those places, and and they'll tell you kind of secretly that a lot of it is is junk. A lot of it is oh, no. not going to give you any progress. It's, you know, they put a big flashy label on it, muscle gainer 5,000 with lightning bolts. And you say, oh man, that's, <laughs> I need to be, you know, I need to be taking that. That's the only way I'll build muscle. <laughs> oh, it's $75 for 20 servings. Okay. I'll try it. <laughs> Why didn't I get any gains? <laughs> so it's a lot of times people rely on supplements and uh, compared to uh, just eating the right foods. So uh, it, it is, it can, and as I speak about in the book, it'll assist you along the way, you know, having a, a whey protein shake after you work out, drinking BCAAs during the workout, <clears throat> taking creatine. Those are just kind of the basic supplements, but there's all sorts of stuff that kind of borderlines on illegal substances in a way or, or banned substances that, you know, of course, steroids and things. It's like I think the uh, supplement market tries to market things that that look like they're, they're one of the banned substances. And so you just think, like, that's what I need to have to be the biggest guy in the gym. Meanwhile, you're skipping cardio and, and not eating right, so you've got extra body fat, and you're not really seeing, you know, you can't see your, see your muscles. You think, oh, I just need another supplement to fix that. And a fat burner and another supplement to fix this, and ah. it, it can really be kind of a, a bad path to go down. And I, I recommend just, I mean, a simple whey protein, 
Uh, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. And, and just that consistency of taking it after every workout and, and hitting the gym hard and not, like I said, relying on, well, I bought these five expensive supplements. I, I shouldn't have to work out as hard now because these guarantee, you know, super results. Well, it's not going to happen. Uh, that's good information because it can be really confusing. So, yeah, and the supplement industry is, is counting on you being sold by their, uh, you know, the label on their on their product, and it really is a lot of it, you know, just filler kind of ingredients and, and nothing really there of, of quality. Uh, huh. Well, I know that there's a lot of protein powders. What do you think of those? Protein just powders are great. You know. Okay. Yeah, there's all different varieties. There's uh, If you're vegan, they have brown rice and pea proteins. Of course, there's whey protein, there's soy protein, there's um, <clears throat> pea protein. So it's... it's um, they're all great. The, the uh, vegetarian and vegan proteins, your, your body doesn't uptake as much uh, protein of those compared to a whey. Um, but of course, if you know, um, you, you're still going to get great results with with any of those proteins. It's just finding what you like, finding what um, you know that that you can drink consistently, and. Uh, <clears throat> And um, they, I mean, they, they range in, in uh, a price, of course, that's based off the quality of the ingredients. And there's, there's actually a website called labdoor, L-A-B-door.com, and you can search all, for instance, the whey proteins, and they give it a, a, a you know, A to F rating of its efficacy, of its quality of ingredients, <laughs> It's, it's a whole range, it's a whole list, and you can really see what's in there. Are there toxic, you know, metals? Are there? Is it? Does it have filler? Um, and, and before you purchase one, kind of run it through that website to make sure that you're you're spending your money on a quality product that that's going to be safe to take for a long time. Huh? Um, can you repeat it again? Uh, lab sure, it's, door? It's, or what was it? Lab, like the dog. L A B. Labdoor.com. Okay. And it's Labdoor.com. They have all sorts of supplements. Everything from whey protein, egg protein, BCAAs, pre-workout powders, and and I've even been surprised. One that uh, you know, say a a pre-workout powder that I use for a year, I look on the website, it has a D minus, and then it's suddenly, oh, I I don't know if this is such a good thing for my system, and a lot of times it matches up where the the higher like the A plus kind of ratings are the much more expensive types of protein or or um, you know BCAAs or creatine, but it's it's I feel it's it's an investment into your body, so it is better of course to go with those um, better products if you can. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So is there um, anything else you'd like to add to our interview today that perhaps we haven't covered? <laughs> um, yeah, I just, um, I guess speaking about the, the process of writing the book and kind of who I hope it, uh, you know, who, who I hope it helps. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just, um, and for any of the listeners, if you have, so the, 
the, the book is, is the subtitle of the book is how to defeat genetics disease and build a confident body. So it's, I, I, I really wrote it with the, the hopes of helping other people who are out there, um, you know, having a much harder time uh, trying to see results are going to a gym, are working out at home, are buying the supplements, are trying to do everything they can to, to make progress and see results, and it's just not happening. So I essentially laid out, this is the trail map, this is what to follow. I take you by the hand and, and, and start you on the journey, and that's exactly how I organized the book of, if you say, tomorrow I want to start working out, what do I do? I take you by the hand and show you everything that you would need to, to, to even look for a gym, what to look for in a gym, how do you find a local gym, which one's right for you. When you go to the grocery store, what do you need to buy to get ready to start working out? Do you, you know, and then when you're at the gym, uh, what do you do while you're there? What do you need, what do you need to do that morning? Uh, to get ready for the gym, or what do you need to pack for the day? What do you need to do in the evening? How, to, how much sleep do you need to get to get ready for that workout tomorrow? So I cover every single thing I could possibly think of for the last, like I said, that I've learned over the last 15 years that really gives you results. And, and put it all into the book with no fluff, no sales pitch. It's just it gets going. I have a short introduction, and then it's right into information that helps them, um, you know, start to move forward. Well, I'm very appreciative of what you've done, and I'm sure that when people get your book, they will be also, particularly if they're wanting a really, you know, really good information, firsthand information to, um, you know, to build muscle in their body or to just get in shape where can they purchase your yeah, your book so, chair? <laughs> so it's available on amazon in paperback and also kindle um it, and it's also available on barnes and noble um in the ebook uh format um and it uh <laughs> there's a there's a preview on amazon uh i believe it, barnes and noble also where you can kind of read through a few pages uh, just to get an idea of, of how it's laid out and see the chapters and that sort of thing. Um, and so it's available for it's twelve ninety nine for the paperback and nine ninety nine for the ebook. That's quite reasonable, it really is. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today. I know I learned a lot, and I think everyone else has too. So please, everybody, yep, pick I, up Jerry Moore's me. book. Take care. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so, you know, pick up Jerry Moore's book, uh, Trail Map to Muscle. Uh, Again, he said it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's uh, Kindle. It's really great info. And, uh, you know, if you're really into working out, and especially now, Perhaps if you're a person that just can't get to a gym because it's not open, uh, this would be a great resource for you. All right. Well, I wish you all well. And um, until next Wednesday, we'll be having another great show. So bye-bye.
We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? 